Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Conversations and Cases episode. Mm-hmm. So here we go. We're having coffee this morning, getting ready for work, and we were chatting about... Um, we've been chatting about this one well, for a week, week or we've so. Well, all week we've been talking yeah. about how many gastrointestinal complaints we've seen in the office. Um, and that's a compliment for a guy week over the year. Um, and so we are going to have a little chat about that. And then our case is on that too. And I yeah, it's so misunderstood. And I think you were given statistics that, um, it's affecting a massive number of people. Well, two out of three people have, if you, when they did a study and looked back like over a week, two out of three people were having some complaints. So that could be that's bloating, pain, gas, constipation, diarrhea. And it's not necessary. Uh, reflux. Yeah. And then we want to get into this conversation is about it's impacting people's yeah. health mm-hmm. um, in ways that um, we shouldn't be. So if our focus is healing the healthcare system and helping people to live a high quality, optimal life. You know, mm-hmm. as a physician, that this is a critical area of one education for our patients and then also um, the opportunity to um, recognize these symptoms and then find ways of, of um, you know, bringing the body back to balance. Yeah, because it's, it's hard because I think you kind of, we're all different, we're all unique. And so a lot of times as I dive in, because I've really been focusing so much on gut health this past year, year and a half, um, you said it's I've a big had, one. I mean, it's yeah, I something have more we want time, our patients to and understand. I think a lot of times people don't know like what is normal and what is abnormal. So to not go to the bathroom except once a week, that's not normal. Or to go, you know, five or seven times a day. You know, people once I'll ask, do you have diarrhea, constipation? No. And then when we dive in, it's like, oh, that's not normal. Or to have like excessive gas or distension as soon as you eat or to have to take an antacid every day. Like that's not normal. And so, you know, I thought we should just talk about normal digestion, normal, healthy function. Right. And then we can dive into our case. Because doctor, how does it work? (laughs) How does, how does digestion work? Well, and so the whole purpose of digestion is to take the food, the fuel that we're putting into this vehicle and to this body of ours and to make it so that we can utilize it, right? And to extract out like all the vitamins and minerals. There's a lot of stuff And to Normally, get the um, food, proteins and food. carbs and fats and all of that. And then we use those minerals and we use all those nutrients and vitamins, vitamins and amino acids to build our body to um use it move our body to move our body to build organs and muscles and to also make chemical reactions occur or to make like hormones and neurotransmitters right so people don't realize like our mood chemicals need certain vitamins and minerals they're called cofactors to make these work to also we manufacture energy or atp and again we have to use these vitamins and minerals so our body is so complex um, so anyway, digestion, you know, it starts when you look at food, right? So you look at it or you think about it or you smell it and that gets maybe your juices going in your mouth and your, it gets your enzymes flowing and, um, and prepared for being able to process it. And then the chewing action, which we Americans are in a hurry. <laughs> we often like eat really fast or we don't chew well and, Um, swallow things whole and so the chewing really also is that breaking down so that we can start getting things 
um, processed and be able to extract What was, more. I mean, you're supposed to, like, how many? Oh, I don't know. You're supposed to Two. choose so many times. Yeah. I was always the first st- one done. <laughs> you still are. I know. Yeah. Uh, I slowed down a little bit. Yeah, but, you uh, have. You have. A little bit, not a lot intentionally um, you've been more maybe, conscientious or maybe not, of it who knows, but now on the other end your brother is a very nice yeah. slow eater and so, and you're, which and is Herschel. good and uh, yep. <laughs> so it's good it's uh it's good that you know to take your time with that um it helps the digestion well even when we were body. in france their whole culture yeah. is oh, focused on true. take that your time uh-huh. we'd take two hours to have a meal that is so and it was funny. so nice right. so it was more enjoyable Mm -hmm. it probably helped our digestion more i think it did i had zero digestive complaints in france so we got the thought amylase Mm -hmm. enzymes mechanical movement of the mouth and then it goes starts to go into the body and so um and your esophagus hooks to your stomach and so people hear a lot about gastroesophageal reflux but um disease GERD and that is really just um the food contents in your stomach come back up right and so it could be sometimes it's mechanical like that little valve between our esophagus and our stomach Doesn't shut. a lot of times it's overeating um eating right before bed eating um drinking alcohol eating spicy foods or fried foods oh my god relax all that, the things i um, love no. <laughs> that relax that sphincter or that valve that's supposed to stay uh, closed and so you know sometimes it's that um, again, then we move on into our stomach. And again, the stomach acid that is supposed to be in there, we need stomach acid. Um, uh, since antacids became over the counter, I mean, we're getting into a little bit of a problem where people overuse them. Every digestive complaint, I mean, people are popping these like candy. Um, and so I think if you are, you should probably step back and think, why am I needing this every day? Right. And um, because as we're going to talk, in because the case, acid's there to break a, down the food even to smaller elements yeah. before it gets into role. the small intestine. And like help us extract and be able to absorb B12 from food. So sometimes a lot of people are deficient on B12 if they're chronically taking these antacids or the proton pump inhibitors like Prilosec and stuff. So, um, so it is important and we'll explain a little bit more about that in the case um, and then you've got other enzymes in your stomach and your stomach dumps out into your small intestines and your gallbladder and your pancreas are used there. Digestive enzymes get out. And then the small Hopefully intestine. Hopefully things at this point are tiny, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like at the vitamin, mm-hmm. the mineral, mm-hmm. the, the well, elemental in, in, in that small as, intestine as far as because possible. that's where we start absorbing and extracting out all those um, so yes, if things are not getting broken down, they're just getting dumped into your small intestine. I think we were reading that when it doesn't, it goes rancid. Especially if Which it, is like not taking your trash out. You yeah. miss a week of not taking the trash out and the garage smells. <laughs> Same <laughs> so thing's true. happening in our bodies. If it's slow to move through, then that's true. Everything just kind of sits there. And then those bacteria just like feed off of it and that's where then those bacteria are producing gases like talk about how many bacteria we have in this oh body. my gosh we have like trillions of um, more than bacteria. the cells in our body yeah, we have more, more bacteria, bacteria than, than cells human cells in our body <laughs> i know people are like crazy. oh i have a bag i was like yeah you are bacteria and we need like they're living in right harmony it's functional roles, for our life um but a lot of times they get out of balance and so you know in the small intestine we really have not a lot of those bacteria more of them are in your colon 
Mm-hmm. So there oh, we haven't gotten further there processing right. things. So there are some in your you know upper intestinal. Well, when it's tract. dysfunctional, when you it's said dysfunctional, they then anyway, they we'll get, get into in that there. in a second. But in the colon, that's where people think about like probiotics or the microbiome. That is in your colon, and so that's where your um, they're important. This because is the they large also intestine. Help in the large intestine, they those healthy bacteria help with your immune system. They help. Um, maybe again with manufacturing or you said K1 and K2 vi- all kinds of vitamins yeah. K, which is part, part of blood clotting because um, in there I mean obviously it's actually extracting out any of the liquids right so it, it, when it's doing it right mm-hmm. we're pulling a lot of the liquid and back the, out the waste of then is basically what's happening yes. is you're getting rid of the waste in your colon but in there there's also all these bacteria that have so many roles and we're still learning it like hormone recycling so too much and too little can throw your hormones off throw mm. your immune system off diabetes they're starting to find that certain ones are really important for helping um, your metabolism and help um, you're controlling your blood sugar and stabilizing blood sugar control. So there's so many different roles that those healthy bacteria have. And I think the thing is it's so complex. So if somebody comes in and, you know, or if you are complaining, you know, you're having indigestion or whatever, I mean, think about there. It could be the reflux or indigestion, and it could be that your stomach acid's too much. But there are so many other things. And I think, like in my case, the thing it is was people different. People jump right to the antacids. And so, um, yeah, maybe we go on and talk about the case. Well, let's um, summarize real quick. So, mm-hmm. your digestion is critical mm-hmm. to our health. Mm-hmm. Good digestion, optimal digestion, anyway. So, and it starts with seeing something, um, enzymes, mechanical movement. Um, there are ways in which the food gets pumped through our body, right? Esophagus, stomach, acid, more enzymes, break it down even more. And then it gets pumped down into the small intestine. Mm-hmm. And this is where we have an opportunity to pull out all the, out all the goodies into the bloodstream. Mm-hmm. I think you told me there's one cell that separates. Well, one lining. Yeah, yeah the lining of the small intestines is, is like a cell thin. So, yeah, there's a cell, a one cell, thin. the intelligence of it in the lining of the small mm-hmm. intestine. And it says, oh, there's a magnesium. Uh, I need you. And it opens up and it pulls it into mm-hmm. um, the bloodstream at some point. So anyway, so then you got that. Then you got the large intestine, the colon. Yeah. And now we are uh, preparing. You're extracting some stuff still out uh, before it is um, mm-hmm. leaves leaves the body. Um, and so. And all that is just—it's amazing to me that it's happening without us having to like really conscientiously think about it. Right. But. But we also know that it is so dependent on healthy food. I mean, if everyone right. listening to this is just eating plant-rich whole foods, organic, non-GMO stuff, um, mm-hmm. you would be in a different place. And the right but types we, of protein. But who does eat. that? Mm-hmm. I don't know of many people know. doing that. Well, um, and it is. It's so complex. Our environmental influences stress. <laughs> stress, that nervous right. system, crosstalk between our brain and our gut. Um is so important Um, because I think that is a good point so you said when when the gut gets off Mm -hmm. it can affect your mood how your brain works it taxes the immune system Mm -hmm. Um, there's there's a lot of things fatigue um, maybe malabsorption because you're not even breaking the food down to the point to where you can even extract anything from it 
Um, and yeah. then that can lead Anything to like like, like extra goodies around the midsection of the body. Because your People are like, metabolism oh, I, got I'm off. exercising, I'm, I'm doing all this stuff, but mm-hmm. I still have fat around my midsection. Mm-hmm. It's probably your gut, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and who's, yeah. who knows that stuff? Anyway. Well, and it is, it's so, um, I think there are a lot of things. The whole reason we're doing these conversations and cases is that because we want to spend more time together people to have coffee in the morning and be able to chat and to educate people on some things that you can do um on your own with and obviously if you're having some major issues you should also talk with your doctor and you know work through these things and um this is our conversation we're not treating people here we're not treating people here (laughs) no that's right we're not making medical advice but but a lot of this, we're, what we're trying to do is help people understand, like through their lifestyle, things that they can do. This is a proactive approach so that you don't get into the problems that we're going to talk about with your case. Right. Because you're the patient this week. Oh, my gosh. I was ill last week. Um, and so let's talk about, you know, your symptoms um, and which started several years ago. And I I'm think usually at the pretty time, good, you but used have a gut of steel. Usually, I used I know, to joke know, about that. Like I've always yeah, been sensitive, and my, I was always like, "You can eat and drink anything, I could eat anything and never have an know, issue." But it's changing now. It's more sensitive. And I think when it first started, you were having more just kind of like some bloating and gas. It, what we thought was indigestion. It seemed right? like it was always tied. Like every other year, I'll get a sinus infection that I get impatient with. I'm two weeks into it; it won't go away, and you know, it's like, Amy, give me some, give me something. Mm-hmm. Right. And then mm-hmm. I get on an antibiotic and then that has, that seems to throw me off. And then mm-hmm. usually I can get back into it pretty quick. But I think this last time it, um, it's been a struggle for me to get this thing back because and then it, then it pushed into, you said maybe SIBO, which well, is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And Which is so exciting. Back, <laughs> we'll talk about that. But <laughs> looking back, I think so in the traditional model, you know, I was like, I think you just need to take an antacid and you need to quit eating no, like heavy, greasy food. And this well, I was getting a little acid so we reflux. Were ha- you were so having like, like some reflux. Why am I swallowing and all the time? And then I was like, you were, this was years ago and you were, before you were working with me, <laughs> your job was very stressful. And so I, we thought that stress was maybe contributing. And so again, I was like, just thinking like our traditional thoughts, oh, take an antacid. So you would do that occasionally and maybe feel a little better. And then it was like, well, maybe you need to take it for a couple of weeks. And so I was probably feeding into the problem. Sorry. Then, um, <laughs> then we ended up, um, let's see. So that got better. Oh, then I know what we did. Then it was maybe because was test, I will say it? you were a little excess gassy. Um, if, it if never I do say me. so myself, <laughs> if that I was looking this up too, and it said on average, like gas, right? Like burps or flatus or, you know. You know what that flatulence. is. Flatulence. Flatulence, that's right. Um, that is about, what is it, 13 to 20 times a day can be normal. Um, but if your baseline, if it's a big change from your baseline, I think paying attention to that. Or if you just notice you're always like, excuse me, like burping or having gas. Um, that might be a little light bulb that something's out of kelter. And so I think we noticed that. And then um, 
so I was like, oh, you need to. So we did the food elimination, which that's always a great place to start. Start with a food elimination. That was a, that was a, a lot was, of people become lactose intolerant. No, before no, that. Okay, so yeah. a lot of people have a lactose intolerance. And I mean, like 80% of people eventually get some level of lactose. So that's in milk and dairy and stuff. And so um, just pay attention to that. I don't show out allergic reactions cause, to them, but we cut it out and it did help. It can cause a lot of issues. So, you know, it helps. Um, then we did food sensitivity testing, yeah. GI testing. And again, that showed some imbalances in your healthy bacteria, which we weren't surprised because of the antibiotic. And we also... Um, oh, and you are showing some reactivity to wheat gluten and oh, was some I? other oh, okay. foods on that stool test. Yeah, so then we did an elimination didn't of all want that. To think about that. And that's been a couple years ago. So it, it seemed like you got better, and then it will kind of come back, and then, like you said, antibiotic or different things. And then you really started noticing almost like a metallic um, acidity. 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 Um, to your taste or to your breath and stuff. And so then it was like, this isn't making sense. Then the bloat and the distension and you were feeling like you were, um, well, you say you were feeling like what all your symptoms were. It was a lot of um, right after you would eat, would you have like excess gas, bloating, distension? Yeah, I mean, I think it was um, a little bit more of, well, I it just, yeah, you I would still get maybe just a little bit of the, acid reflux um the uh, it could feel the food going through the body kind of just just this expansion of the mm -hmm. of the intestinal system a lot of gurgling um, and gas yeah and then and then also just the whole flatulence thing mm -hmm. <laughs> which you know i think is funny no, but i guess it it's not um, it's not ideal it wasn't funny really i thought it was very funny <laughs> Um, so, so it wasn't, it wasn't optimal for sure. No, no. And even bowel habits were kind of irregular. And so, you know, again, that's definitely, I mean, it, it's a sign that something was off and you had actually, either you were listening to a talk or heard somebody talking about, maybe you don't have enough stomach acid. I know, right? And I thought the that was so fascinating. baking soda test. So tell about you did that. It's um, a f in the morning, usually empty stomach, four ounces of water, an eighth of a teaspoon of baking, baking soda. soda. Stir it up, drink it, set a timer or a stopwatch. Start the stopwatch mm -hmm. and you should belch within two minutes. And at five minutes, I quit and I hadn't even belched yet. And you I did, did it at the same you, time, and, and you I were did. around two minutes yeah. or even sooner. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we were like, oh, okay. So you're the other way. It's not an acid. I need to do something you with the acid and we, enzymes. It's the betaine. Now, obviously, we're not treating. We're talking no. about me here, not for people to go do this. But. but it was a sign. Basically, what it is is a sign. It made me start thinking down that track of something called SIBO. So again. If you have low stomach acid, if you've had um, some digestive issues, there's so many different reasons that people get this. But the bacteria I told that I was talking about earlier shouldn't really, there's some in our intestines, but if you get overgrowth 
of bacteria where it shouldn't be, or maybe some of the less favorable you got bacteria. Good and bad. Yeah, so you get an imbalance of the bad bacteria. Um, you can have it where so as soon as you eat, those bacteria are like chomping on that food and they produce hydrogen and methane. So we did do a breath test and it was definitely positive. And I passed. And you you lit up, you passed. <laughs> um, and that unfortunately has to be through Which a is physician. Not a good thing. So anyway. you know it's something you could talk with the doctor about, but that um, was enlightening. And so a lot of that can be treated with certain diets. There's something called a low FODMAP diet, and you that can Google it and find it, F-O-D-M-A-P. Amazing results, like within days, very Ferm fast. It's fermentable, um, like carbohydrates that are in certain foods, and it's literally in good foods too, like apples or avocados or um, you know different things, onions and grains and lactose. So that's why sometimes those things were helping you, but we weren't eliminating Anything that all has, the uh, things. A higher glycemic or the sugar yeah, substance, the like wine. Sugar. I didn't really like that one. Yeah, I know. So um, that's made a huge difference. And then we've just done some natural balancing with like garlic capsules and things. But again. Um, not to treat people, but just to help you be aware that, you know, there could be some dangers to abusing over-the-counter antacids, to yeah. um, overdoing antibiotics, which we weren't overdoing. But again, I think, you know, no, to not ever. listening I mean, to maybe your I'll stress. Take an antibiotic every other year. Uh -huh. So I, th I really do think our gut needs to... Um, you know, we need to pay attention to our lifestyle, and it's our pillars, the breathing, move, right. sleep. So try really hard to manage stress. That um, that nervous system, that enteric nervous system from our brain to our gut, our gut to our brain, they talk. It's like all this nervous system that helps produce um, even those chemicals that help our mood and help our relaxation and um, that sympathetic versus parasympathetic, which is kind of the fight or flight versus the calming, mm -hmm. relaxing, rest, digest. If we're always in sympathetic, we shunt that flow away from our gut. Well, actually, it turns off it digestion. Turns off I mean, digestion. that is mm -hmm. deep within, rooted it's a, it's deep survival, within our, right? Yeah. You don't want to spend fight, your time flight, on, on your digestion. You're trying if you're to run from the tiger run, <laughs> yeah. versus digest. Right. It's like, we're not mm -hmm. digesting anything because mm -hmm. we're about ready to be digested by the tiger. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, uh, you know, that the breathing techniques that we use a lot, meditation, yoga, um, and then we talked about a lot about Which food. is all the stuff we do in our coaching sessions. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are the things we're building our patients up to be expert in. Mm -hmm. And then the move. Um, exercise is so important for healthy gut function um, to help with constipation, to help keep that nervous system balanced and stabilized and... Um, and then sleep is important too. I mean, that's a lot of our house cleaning time. And um, when we sleep, there's um, something called the migrating motor complex that works. It just kind of keeps that little nice movement. And it's almost like the sweeper through the intestines that kind of keeps healthy, keeps all the waste right out instead of things getting stagnant and just sitting there and allowing those bacteria to overgrow. And so we need balance of all those pillars really to help I think another that. one that you've said that's really helpful too is this intermittent fasting and mm -hmm. I know people do different mm -hmm. versions of it we do a 24 hour fast um, and um, usually it's Wednesday um, we eat dinner and then we don't eat until Thursday dinner mm -hmm. um, is generally our rhythm and we try to do it weekly 
Some people do the morning ones. I don't. I mean, every it's different. Everybody's a little different. Oh, some different. people do like a time restricted. They, they, you know, don't they miss breakfast? Um, and um, I, I'm just not big on that one. I think. Yeah, um, I think I, I would rather people get body. up and feed this most complex living thing on the planet their body uh, when it needs the maximum amount of energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in the absence of that, I think it works super hard to store fat on the body. Because uh, it needs energy kind of right out of the gate. Mode. I mean, how else is it going to do it? Anyway, but the 24-hour fast gives the gut time to rest, to your point. Um, and it it is uh, eliminating the uh, the buffet meals for it the bad bacteria. It starves those bad bacteria, I know. <laughs> I mean, we're con- people that are constantly like snacking and eating all day, especially like sugary things or uh, starchy, carby things. You're just constantly given food. You're right. Good. And you can keep overpopulating and overpopulating right. them. Yeah, and carbonated drinks and high, you know, sugary, high fructose corn it's simple. syrup and sugar. All you got to do is eat plant-rich whole foods only. <laughs> Drink water, right? Not plant-rich whole foods only. So, you know, healthy grass-fed meat and proteins are good too, but yeah, a lot true. of plant-rich whole oh, foods. Yeah, you're right. I eat, there's I enzymes in the healthy briskets and meats all that and fun stuff. Too. Um, so just finding a balance, but I think it's more like whole food or like real food instead okay. of processed, right. ultra-processed food. Um, and not a lot of But for your sugar. carbohydrates, plant-rich whole for foods are ideal. Yes, yes. Is what yes, I should yes, have said. That's good. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, you're on the road to yeah. a lot better. It, I mean, it it's just tweaking a while. it. Look I mean, if you're doing us. this right, um, we'll have to be a mini scientist the rest of our life, right? The body keeps changing. Mm-hmm. Um, what am I, 56? And, yeah. I mean, I've got a long way to go. i got, yeah. what, another 64 years of life. Yeah, it's a long way. So, I mean, yeah. we got to invest in this body mm-hmm. um, and and prepare it today for the future um, mm-hmm. if we want to enjoy this life. And our this gut life is so critical, at the so highest crucial. Level. And so I, I do think just there are so many books out there. And um, I think, I've, you know, I've always talked about, like, I love Dr. Hyman's books and a lot of it about just resetting your gut and you know he's got books on how to eat well and all that so i think just trying to um spend some time being a mini scientist we always talk about on yourself and paying attention to your own gut and bowel habits and your um digestive tract and how you're feeling because it's definitely underdiagnosed find a provider in your area that's that's doing this stuff this holistic Mm -hmm. primary care Mm -hmm. because for you as a physician you don't get this in med school like you have to go learn this on your own and so you're going to need to find a a physician that is in that that vein Mm -hmm. of um you know practice just really yeah it's just a little different it's a lot different uh, than than a pill for every ill. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, and be mindful about what you're putting in your body. From and if you're already one of our patients, drink. which I think now we've kind of shut the doors for now. We have waiting mm-hmm. list. You can get on a waiting list, but yeah, we're not taking any more people uh, on board. So any of you that are already on board, we're super grateful to have you. And then you get you get Dr. Amy's um, you know smarty pants brain and coaching to with help you, you to of course really focus I love coaching people but I think yes. even just spending time I mean our 21 day um, what is it opt to change opt to change you know that is a lot of it is about it's had amazing results reset. with people uh-huh. it and is. it's using those four pillars and we really do a lot of what we're talking about here right. and so in that 21 days I, I think a lot of people have noticed that like doing that gut reset because they are paying attention to all those four pillars and a lot of it is heavy on nutrition so yeah that was that opt to change simple. dot com 
No. Op, let's see. What was it? Optolivecourses.com. Optolivecourses, yes. Optolivecourses.com. And yeah, you can yeah. see. And we're going to add more and more in there. Mm-hmm. Have some great ideas from some different courses that we're going to keep adding on. But the Optochange of 21 Day was our first one. Mm-hmm. And it's it's it would definitely help people with this yeah, as well. Yeah, I think it would be a great start. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, we are wishing you guys a wonderful day. Take care.